Hi, I'm Scott Bradley and this is Scott Scott Podcast and I'm joined by Ben Baker who's making his debut on the Scott Scott Podcast. Ben, how are we? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? I'm very well, mate. Uh, me and you have been speaking about this for a long time actually, haven't we? Too long. I've been excited to get on. I know, mate. I'm a man of my word. I remember I said to you a few weeks ago up on campus that you're more than welcome to be on and now you're here. You're finally here, mate. So, uh, be here. Oh, of course, mate. So let's get right into it and let's talk about the breaking news that came out yesterday. Stuart Regan, finally gone. I know, well, it's been a long time coming. I mean, I don't know what's been going on at Hamden, but. <laughs> oh, it's been a basket case, hasn't it, mate? It's been an absolute shambles. <laughs> and it's very coincidental, though, how Stuart Regan resigned like a week after Michael O'Neill rejected the Scotland job. Well, I mean. I don't know much about coincidences, but I, I, I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, who can replace him and make things better? That's the question, mate. Like, see, when he resigned, I was like, okay, right, that's good news, mm-hmm. Stuart Regan's gone, yeah, but who's news, going yeah. to replace him, you know? So, mm-hmm. that's it. willing to take a good job, that's another thing. I know, mate, it's a, it's a poison chalice. And I said it on, uh, I said it on the Scott School last week, why would Michael O'Neill want to touch that job? It's it's not an attractive job whatsoever, and the thing that I really could not understand was when people are saying, "Yeah, Michael O'Neill will leave Northern Ireland and go to Scotland." I'm like, "Why? Why would he leave uh, his his home country to go manage uh, another national team, and that other national team are in a complete shambles?" So exactly. When I look at it now, I don't know who's going to replace him. I seen that clown Mark McGee uh, came out and said that <laughs> that Gone Stratton should be the chief exec. Um, it just shows you, mate. It really does. But when you look at it right now, mate, Scotland are without a chief exec and they're without a manager. So I know. Well, that's. I mean, it's not as if we get any major competitions coming up anyway. So I think we need to pick mm. who takes these jobs very carefully. I know. Mate. Not be very selective. Who would you want? Glad to see hmm? his manager. Yeah, but I. I'm not sure. I mean, off the top of my head. I can't think of anybody who doesn't have a job, to be honest with you. Yeah, what about uh, McLeish? That might not be a safe pair of hands, I don't know. Well, I thought, well, it could be. I mean, he's got he's got good experience, but I thought Gordon Stratton was a good manager. And then watching Scotland play in the qualifiers in the last couple of games, the anti-football and the bad selections were just constant. Yeah, it was, it was really... So I don't know who yeah. I can trust as, as a Scotland manager. Um. The two guys that I would come up with on the top of my head would be McLeish and McInnes, I would say. But then again... Oh, McInnes is a good shout, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, yes, he's a good shout, mate. But then again, as we'll, get, uh, as we'll speak about later on in the episode, Ben McInnes, a bottler. Oh, well, we'll, we'll speak oh, about this well, later on. Well, hmm? still, still second. I know Rangers have got a game in hand, but I know, still but. second, so we'll see. Right, so uh, we'll get right into it now, mate. We'll speak about uh, Celtic. Um, at the weekend, our Celtic beat Hibs uh, 1-0, Lee Griffiths on the score sheet. Mate, I thought Hibs gave a good account of ourselves. Uh, what did you make of the game? Uh, well, I didn't expect it to go any other way. Uh, but it was, I think it was a good contest. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, it was a lot of back and forth. Mm-hmm. So it was, then uh, Griffiths grabbed the goal, but... Yeah, and obviously... Uh, definitely a good contest. It was, yeah. I've seen a lot of Hibs fans were quite happy with their performance, uh, even though it, like it's Hibs lost, right? But Parkhead's a tough place to go, and Hibs, any time they've played Celtic this season, 
have uh, done well against them. They've uh, mm-hmm. they put in, they've gave a good account of themselves. So yeah, a draw at Celtic Park as well. Exactly, I know that to each game, and they and when they played Celtic at Easter Road, they should have beat Celtic. <laughs> they they should have been yeah. the team to end the unbeaten run. So um, yeah, it was three points in the bag and a clean sheet for Celtic. And um, what do you make of Celtic's uh, transfer dealings? Pretty disappointing to be honest with you, but I mean, what more do you really expect? I mean, as a as a Celtic fan, and we don't have any neutral supporters uh, talking to us right now, but even as a Rangers fan, you knew we weren't going to be, you know, making any marquee signings. We saw that. He's, I mean, how many? He's only got about five or six professional goals anyway. Mm-hmm. Just because he came for Chelsea, that doesn't fill me with excitement. Mm-hmm. We've got Zenit coming up, which is a really hard game. Home and away legs mm-hmm. are going to be really difficult. So you would expect, you know, at least a couple of good signings. But yeah, from Masonda to be the biggest name we've acquired is extremely disappointing. To be honest with you. Mm, yeah, because I remember I was speaking to you a couple of weeks ago, uh, and you were saying to me that you were not happy with like how Brendan Rodgers has done in Europe and, and how you have done in the transfer market uh, under him well, this season. So like yeah, what do, season. Yeah, what do you make of Jack Hendry and uh, Scott Bain? Well, I mean you want to see to and to honestly, it's the same way like I watch a lot of German football and it's the same way like Bayern Munich buying the players for blow them mm-hmm. and not giving teams a chance to develop and I know that's the way the whole league's you know always going to be yeah. but you would expect I don't know what I just as a, as a, as a fan from a, like from a football fan point of view you'd want to see teams develop and keep our best players it's probably never going to be reality in our league mm-hmm. um, and obviously it's so, uh, like Scott... at this point of view it's probably a good deal mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like... for Celtic I yeah mean, if they ever sell them on, we'll see what happens. I suppose they'll probably just go out on loan. Yeah, I mean, see when you look at um, Jack Hendry, I think that is a decent signing um, because Celtic have been needing a centre half for a while. Like another centre half, I think, I think that's a decent signing. Scott Bain, I feel, was a panic buy because obviously Craig Gordon got a really bad injury at the weekend. Uh-huh. It's a panic buy. Um, but then again, when you look at it, Scott Bain, I think, is a better goalkeeper than Craig Gordon. But is he Celtic class, Scott Bain? I don't think so. He's a he's decent he'd be good as a Celtic number 2 but Celtic number 1 but when you compare Scott Bain to goalkeepers like Boric and Foster he's nowhere yeah. near that calibre but, he, but I don't think he's as a Celtic number 1 either but if you compare him to Doris De Vries or whatever yeah. I mean, he's, probably, he's, he's a better goalkeeper so oh, yeah. probably a number 2 yeah number, number 2 one. at best yeah he's like um, he's a good SPFL player for like maybe like teams like Aberdeen Hibs as well, but not Celtic or Rangers in my opinion. Nah. Um, but yeah, nah, I don't think so. That was a nasty injury to Craig Gordon. Um, I don't see how he can come back from this, mate. I think that's him done. I don't see. I was uh, yeah. I was going to mention. I don't see. I don't think Craig Gordon will be the Celtic goalkeeper next season. No, near that, mate. Uh, I don't think. I think he's had a poor, very poor Europe. Very poor season. He's conceded a lot of goals. Yeah, you know, and he's said um, to, he was a Celt, like he's said, uh, we've been saying it all season. Uh, like, see if you put Craig Gordon and an Aberdeen team, a Rangers team, a Hibs team, any other team uh, outside of Celtic and SPFL, the guy will struggle, and uh-huh. I think that is quite evident. Um, uh-huh. He's just I don't know what Rogers sees in him. But like, remember when I think Chelsea put a put a bid in for him last season, and then oh, I was he rejected it. Yeah. 
I didn't understand that one at all, mate. That was a, a very strange one. Because, and this is another one as well, remember when Rodgers was at Liverpool and he got rid of Pepe Reina, who was a world class goalkeeper, and he brought in Simon <coughs> Manuelli for youth. Why? I'm surprised you've not done that at Celtic. <laughs> Exactly. And you, correct me if I'm wrong. I know, like, see, um, yeah, I think I, I think you can probably agree with me here, bro. See, in that um, old firm game in Hogman A, like the 30th of December, would you admit that yeah. Rangers should have won that? Yeah, uh, yeah, pro- yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think Rangers should have won Mm-hmm. 
Not by much, well. Aye, because Hearts, um, I'll speak about them later on, obviously, but Hearts, um, obviously, got rid of Ian Catherine at the start of the season, and <sighs> they kind of looked like they were going to have a really poor season. And then Craig Levine comes in. It was a very slow start. I was saying earlier on this season in the podcast, I was like, I don't think Levine is the answer. But it looks like um, Levine's he's doing quite well just now. Ended Celtic's unbeaten run. He's um, knocked Tibbs out the Scottish Cup. He's doing all right for himself. I, I think fourth will be between Hearts and Hibs, if I'm being honest. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's a good show. I mean, right now, it's probably it's going to be Hibs. Mm. You know, we've got a good few points ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's close. How many points is it? Seven points, so... And there's still I mean, two in my derbies to go, I think, yeah. Uh, how many has there been two? Uh, yeah. Oh, Scottish Cup, no. Yeah, two in, the, two in the league, I think. Aye, two in the league mm-hmm. and one in the cup. So, aye, yeah. two more, two more to go. Yeah, so, it's, it's still definitely a lot to play for. Um, Hips are in a stronger position right now, but that could definitely change. I mean, we've both got decent sides... At the beginning of the season, to be honest, I never expected Hibs to be uh, point for fourth place. But mm-hmm. towards the end of the season, looking at the rest of the season, we're definitely going to be up now. Fourth or fifth. I think they, I think they'll be fine, mate. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on, and uh, sadly, John James is not here to speak about his beloved Aberdeen. So we'll do it for him. And so let's talk about uh, Aberdeen's game at the weekend there, Ben. Uh, Aberdeen beat Kilmarnock 3-1. And, uh, yeah, Aberdeen back in winning ways, uh, so they are. And it was against uh, the Kelly boys, who Kilmarnock, uh, over the last uh, way or so, have been flying for their yeah, standard. Definitely a good game, good result. It was, yeah. Like, Scott McKenna, mate. <laughs> what a world day that was. Honestly, I think... I, I think that'll be goal of the season. It has to be. That was... Unbelievable! What a strike that was, and mm-hmm. I felt it was all right when Aberdeen um, got bullied of Rangers uh, on the Wednesday night. Um, I thought, right, I think Aberdeen's form might dip now, mm-hmm. and go, and it's even Kamara uh, took the lead in the first half with Chris Boyd. I was like, oh, yeah. here we go, here we go, right. <laughs> And then Aberdeen, uh, second half, really upped their game, pushed on. Scott McKenna looks to be... No, Scott McKenna, a, he's a really good player. Adam Rooney, back, he was back in the score sheet. Adam Rooney, natural poacher. So he is. Uh, Niall McGinn, um, that's him back, back in the score sheet. Because um, obviously he was in, uh, I think, South Korea uh, for a while. And then he came back to Aberdeen, he was on the score sheet. And Aberdeen had been missing someone like Niall McGinn. Uh, Niall McGinn, team. I was glad to see him come back, to be honest with you. I was disappointed with the amount of players Aberdeen lost uh, in the transfer window in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Christie came back to Celtic, uh, then McGinn left. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we got Christie back, which was good. And I just, I'd say that for the beginning, that's a big loss for them. Then McGinn, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought if Aberdeen have lost all these good players, um, what does that mean for the league table? Yeah, I'm still sitting second anyway, but yeah, I was worried for Aberdeen when they were losing so many players. Uh, and I was thinking they were going to bring in yeah. a couple of good signings, but mm-hmm. I just I didn't expect them honestly to be second after the amount of players they lost. So happy to see yeah. uh, them again come back. Yeah, and see when you look at it, like for oh, example, Stephen May, uh, Stevie May, um, there was a lot of hype surrounding Stevie May when he came up. Uh, to became back to Scotland and he's not really lived up to it mate has he he's not he's not really lived up to the hype he scored maybe five or six goals this season and that's not it's not exactly 
a great start, is it? <laughs> no, I know. Well, I, I, I was I, that was probably my best signing. Well, should have been my best signing. That would have been this. That was a marquee signing, mate. Aye. Yeah, we were excited about, and he's probably has disappointed. Mm-hmm. He's still got time to score goals, but I mean, even Aberdeen Ross County, he's he's not never scored there either. There, so mm, I know. Maybe worrying if you're an Aberdeen fan. Right, here's a question, right? Me and JJ have been arguing about this. Who thinks going to score more goals this season, Jason Cummings or Stevie May? Stevie May. Oh, thanks, sir. Oh, it is. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Um, I obviously uh, everyone knows I'm quite biased, but I believe Jason Cummings will thrive uh, in this Rangers team. I think Jason Cummings will thrive in this Rangers team, mate, and uh, Candias, but there was amazing crosses into the box. Cummings will be mm, having a, a few catching day. up, maybe. Might be catching up today. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be interesting, mate, it will be. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. good result for Aberdeen there. And then they went and played Ross County. And. Pff, not, game. Mate, I'm not trying to toot my own ho- uh, horn here, mate, but I did say Ross County, would, uh, as soon as they appointed their own coil, I did say they would go down and. It's starting to look like that, mate. It's starting to look like Bradley was right here. Um, uh, 4-2 against Ross County. An absolute battering. At halftime, it was 3-0, uh, mate. 3-0. Ken McLean on the score sheet. Hmm? so, so poor, Ross County. They are I mean, terrible. They did the deserve the two goals they got. I mean, our first goal was, was, was a nice goal. Our second goal was... I mean, the goals they scored, the two goals that scored were good. Mm-hmm. You know, we're only within a few minutes of each other as well, but I don't think it is there. You know, a score in his course is four two because they were absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. So they were and, yeah, all over the place. And Kenny McLean, mate, Kenny McLean, I thought was on form. You see, ever since he got his future tied up, now I think he's awaiting. He was signed a contract with Norwich, but he's on loan at Aberdeen for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, ever since he's got his future cleared up, McLean's upped his game and he's doing pretty well just now. Adam Rooney, as I was just saying there, um, he's back. He's back to his old ways. But yeah. Ross, two goals in two minutes for Adam Rooney against Ross County. Ah, uh, exactly. And um, but that—that's the thing, mate. Like Ross County are just an absolute free fall at the minute. And it's even they appointed Owen Coyle. I was like, okay, right. Um, but I just didn't understand that. I think Owen Coyle is one of the most overrated football managers. Uh, what over one of the most overrated Scottish football managers, um, because he's only ever done well at one club and that was Burnley. Everywhere else he's flopped. Literally everywhere else he's flopped. And if he takes Ross County down this season, um, I think, uh, I think that'll be him done. Yeah, I think fate. I've got to agree with yeah. you. I mean, I don't see him getting another top flight job in Scotland. It'll need to be championship. Yeah. 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 Four victories in 25 games isn't good enough. No, that is really, really poor. It, it really is, mate. But yeah, um, as we were just saying about Aberdeen, the uh, last two games, Kilmarnock, Cross County, done well. Even though it's teams they should be beating, well, Kilmarnock, tough game, been on form, but a team like Aberdeen should should be beating teams like Kilmarnock, Ross County, and they, they've managed yeah. to do just that. So uh, we'll move on to Rangers now. Uh, Rangers uh, last week beat Aberdeen 2 0. And honestly, Ben, uh, that was such a professional, comfortable performance against Aberdeen. We were outstanding. I thought we played some great stuff and we just never looked like losing the game, mate. We never did that one point in the game. We never looked, at, like, we never looked like losing the game. 
Um, Aberdeen, honestly, mate, I don't know what it is. As soon as they, they, like, they played us three times this season and they've froze in every occasion. Yeah. They've bottled it, and especially when they come to Ibrox. Yeah, they look terrified uh, when they're playing against us. And nah, I agree. Yeah, and Graham Murphy, would you agree, mate? Do you think Graham Murphy's got Derek McKenzie's number? That's three games and three wins for uh, Graham Murphy, and I think, and an aggregate score. I think score. it's good. I think it. I, I reckon Graham Murphy's got the job if he finishes second, to be honest with you. Mm. And I don't see why not. And oh, I was just about to say that, mate. Do you know what an aggregate score? Do you know what it is against Graham Murphy and Derek McInnes? Graham Murray seven, Dan McInnes one. So. So what was it? What was that again? No, uh, seeing the aggregate score right against yeah, Graham yeah, Murray yeah. and Dan McInnes this season, it's been Rangers seven, um, and Rangers seven uh, and then uh, Aberdeen one. Over the course <laughs> of three games, right? enough. But at the same time, Aberdeen are still sitting pretty in second in second place. And no matter how close it is, Rangers have had a poor season. Uh, you know, as uh, well, dropping points here you know, and there, especially at home. It's been very up and down, mate. It has, um, it, like you see in the, uh, the January window there, we made some good signings. We have like, guys like Jason Cummings, Greg Doherty, Jamie Murphy, Sean Goss, who looks like he'll be a decent player. We've, we've done well in the January window, That's right. and Russell Martin as well. We've done well, and that game against Aberdeen, it was very, it was very convincing, very impressive. Russell Martin looked a rock at the back. I was impressed yeah. with him. Jamie Murphy um, took time for him to get settled into the game, but he was very comfortable, very solid. I thought, man, and Morales, mate, oh, he can miss about, uh, like he missed a sit on that I think in the second half, but he just he crops up with goals. That's what he does, yeah. mate. He, like he gets you a goal. Like he might miss a sitter, but he'll come up with a goal. Yeah, he'll get you. He'll get. He'll provide the goods. Yeah. Yeah, and I would it's say. Well, looks to be having that. You know, looks like he's going to end the season well. Who Morales? Oh yeah, yeah. Morales will end the season. He he'll do well, mate. Like I think it's very crucial for us to actually keep Morales because uh, if we lost him, that would just leave us with Jason Cummings um, up top, and we've got Jamie Murphy there who he can play up top, but he can. I think his natural position is out in the wing, um, and we've got Herrera who's. Terrible, <laughs> quite frankly. But yeah, Morales I thought was outstanding. I'm over the moon that uh, we're keeping him. But what do you make of that uh, seven million pound bid from China? I don't know if it, I don't. I don't know if I believe it. Uh, I mean, oh, it was true, mate. It was true. Um, no, it was true. It was like various journalists yes, reported on it. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll believe you then. But I mean, I don't see why not. I don't know why it wouldn't be worth seven million. And yeah. quite frankly, uh, as in. A huge bid compared to this, compared to today's market, but yeah, uh, I mean that's a substantial amount of money. I don't deny that. Um, mm. But I mean, if, if he's scoring goals, he's scoring goals. And that's what teams are interested in. Are yeah. interested in strikers that put the ball in the back of the net. Mm, yeah, exactly. And yeah, and so Morales took his goal well in the first half. Second half, um, <coughs> second half, it was just very comfortable. And then it was a stonewall penalty kick. That's what it was, yeah. mate. It was a stonewall penalty. Uh, when that's done well, we win the penalty. And it was so funny, right? See when Tavernier was holding the ball, right? Tavernier was holding the ball. Yeah. And then see while um, Joe Lewis was down. Injured, looked at a bad injury. And I think he's out for a wee while. 
Uh, well, he's yeah. down injured. It's quite funny. Tavernier was just waiting for him, to, waiting for him to get stretched off and whatnot. And then t- Jason Cummings was running up to him saying, Can I take the penalty, mate? And then Tavernier was like, No. Nah. And then he come and just kept pesting him and pesting him. He was like, Let me take it. But cut you see, did you see uh, when Jason Cummings came on, the reaction he got? It was, it was something else, mate. No, I never. Oh, he got. He just got a loud, uh, got a loud, big loud cheer from the the fans, mate. He was like, "I'm very, I'm very excited about Jason Cummings. I don't know if you can tell me. I'm, this guy will score a lot of goals for us, I think." Um, oh, it's and, good to be excited. That's all. I know exactly, mate. And as I said last week in the podcast, Cummings is one of these guys. If he's playing for you, you absolutely love him. If he's if he's not playing for you, you hate him. It's like it's even used with Lee Griffiths. Everyone hates Lee Griffiths, yeah. but you just love him because he's obviously uh, he's people. Scott Brown as well. <laughs> yeah, I've got, ah, exactly. And uh, Sean Goss, he looks like he will be a player for us. He looks very, very solid. And uh, yeah, overall, mate, it was a very comfortable uh, performance. But Derek McInnes, as JG said a wee while back, Derek McInnes is a bottler and he will never live that down. He did say that on the, the Dexit, Means Dexit episode. He did come out and say um, Derek McInnes is a bottler. And I think JG might be right about that one, mate. That's uh, Derek McInnes has not beaten one and all from this season. He's not took a point off one and all from this season. It's not good enough, mate. Do you think? Yeah, do you think maybe cool. Rangers dodged a bullet there? Well, I mean, I don't know because outside the old from Derek McInnes has you know accumulated more points. But one, uh, he's on one well, trophy well, in well, about four seasons. He's sitting second. Down. Is it goal difference? He's sitting down. Uh, no goal difference. Uh, no, sorry, I'll tell you right now. Um, but no, we are no. In fact, uh, I think he's. I think well, they're they're on they're on second. Three points clear with a game in hand. You I, a game in hand. So yeah, they're free. They're there are yeah three points yeah. A, a game in hand. If you win a game in so, hand, then it's that's uh, the difference. So. Yeah, I mean, but, I don't know if he's necessarily dodged a bullet. Uh, I think he's he's still got good ability as a manager. He's, I mean, he seems to make good signings. Yeah, um, I think Rangers could benefit from that. Yeah, on that side. aspect of his game, definitely. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I think Celtic and Rangers probably could. Yeah, I think uh, he's a t- yeah, I think he's a talented manager, mate. Don't get me wrong. No, I was just raising the question. I was just raising the question. I'm not saying Dan uh-huh. McInnes. Uh, I'm not saying he's Rangers lodged a bullet. Um, like obviously, just raising the question. But uh, I wanted Dan McInnes as manager, and I'm not bitter over it. Um, I still. I think he is capable. He is. He's very talented. But him being, that I would not want to see him as Rangers manager again. Or no, sorry, I would not want to see him as Rangers manager because he knocked us back, and you only get, ever get that opportunity once. And once yeah, you knock it back, I, yeah, yeah, I understand. I, I, I would say I think if you don't, you know, you don't want to just keep chasing the same manager, end up looking desperate. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of managers out there anyway. What he seems to be doing the job. Ah, uh, exactly, mate. I know. And I don't just, think he's need to worry and. You know, reflect like you don't need to reflect too much on what you've missed out on, but yeah, you know. Marty seems to be doing just fine right now, and we've signed Mel in the, the January window, and I'm I'm happy with the business we've done, and yeah. the two the two things uh, before we move on to Ross County and Rangers, um, Candias and Tavernier. I thought Tavernier's just he's been. I don't know what it is, but over the last few games he's been outstanding. And Getting better and better, I think. He is, mate. Like, see him going down the line. Yeah, he is. He's really starting to fit into that defensive role uh, as a fullback. Because uh, everyone's big criticism of Tavernier was Tavernier going forward. Uh, no, sorry, everyone was saying that Tavernier's yeah, he's great going forward, but he can't defend. But now he's uh, starting to 
like defend well now, which is what we've been wanting for ages. But yeah, Tavernier was uh, outstanding as well. Candias has got a fantastic delivery in the box. I think he's got the most assists in the SPFL. Don't quote me on that, but I'm sure he has. But yeah, it's an all round great performance from Rangers, and the Aberdeen were they were very terrible to say the least. Very poor. Yeah, so very poor performance. Yeah, so we'll move on. Ross County Rangers. Um, yeah, it was as we were saying earlier on about Ross Job County. Done again. Job done, mate. That's what it was. Poor Ross County sides, but they were away from home. You know, big more topics to go. Yeah, well, I suppose so. Mm-hmm. I mean, just got three points. What what else can you do? I suppose, um, and it was a late goal for Ross County as well, wasn't it? Like yeah. last minute or so. So, I suppose. Yeah, it was. It, never looked like winning the net, not taking that point. For example, no, we were so. very much, we were very much in control of the game, mate. Very um, convincing. Good, very convincing. Yeah, that's what it was, mate. Um, Kandias good uh, strike in the first half. Um, he's really came on a game as well. Um, Guy Docket, he looked solid. Uh, so yeah. he did when he came on, looked very solid. Um, when Jason Cummings came on, I, I, as soon as he came, as soon as I seen him warming up, I was like, this guy's going to score a goal. Then he came on, he, he scored, and even though it took a deflection, but it was great to see him score a goal, and I know a lot of people were criticising Rangers fans for going a bit OTT with everyone on the part. Yeah, I celebrations. Right, it, it, this is what I... expect with Rangers fans, I right, think. This is my argument for that, right? See if it was Josh Windass or whoever had done that, I don't think Rangers fans would react to like that. See, because it's Jason Cummings. And you're signing. Yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah, and Jason Cummings already has such a bond like with the Rangers support. Uh-huh. And, he, and so when Cummings just ran over, it was just... I don't, Rangers fans was buzzing. They were just excited. And like that's the thing. Cummings is just one of these guys, mate. He's, like, he has... He's, he's just... He knows... I don't know. He's got this confidence, a swagger about him, which, uh-huh. which every striker needs. And... Yeah. yeah, I was I was impressed, mate. And Ross County should have had a, should have had a penalty, so they should have, even though they got a penalty late on in the game, but they should have had a penalty earlier on in the game with David Bates handball. I don't know what it is with David Bates. I think David Bates is a very capable defender. I do like him. He's a very old school yeah. defender. He's needs to work on his uh, distribution a bit. He's not the best passer. <coughs> pardon me. He's not the best passer, but he's a very old school defender. He's like he's the guy who just hit it and ro- uh, to Rose Ed plays it safe and I think he's a, there's a future there for David Bates but he needs to work on his distribution and passing well, not to be mistaken though like that's two games in a row without a yellow or a red card for Rangers so mm. clearly very well disciplined as well yeah great much so yeah great much he's, um, he's doing well so I, mean, I, I, I think that's something that goes under the radar quite a lot but yeah that's a fair point mate it really is like well, well disciplined <clears throat> And see Murthy, uh, ever since, I don't know, he just looks like he's settling into the role quite well. Because we brought Jimmy Nicol in as assistant, and Jimmy, J- uh, Jimmy Nicol, it's a very experienced coach, so he'll be guiding Murthy in the right direction. So yeah, I think, I think it's, it benefits from knowing, you know, he knows the Rangers system as well. He's He's been at the club for, uh, for how long, so. Yeah, he's, that's he, definitely to his advantage. He used to play for Rangers, uh, so he did Jimmy Nicol, and then um, yeah. knows a club inside out, Rangers man. So say a pair of hands there, mate. And yeah, I'm very optimistic now about the season. I'm not like I'm not saying we're going to win the league and anything far from it, but I think a Scottish Cup in second place would be very, very nice. I'll be ha- very happy with that. And, yeah, uh, well, we'll see what happens. I'm still, I still reckon Celtic will win the treble. Um, oh, do you? Oh, definitely. Um, 
find his old form, uh, shall we say. But yeah, it's a good yeah. thing. It's, it's a very it's a strange one, but I'm sure Hibs will be happy with it with Scott Allen coming back. Yeah, I think if it settles in which I'm sure they will, she's old an old club. Gets gets game time. Very important, then. Well, I think it'll, I think it'll, it'll do well. Yeah, I think it'll do well as well, mate. Um, so we'll speak about the game just now. Um, yeah, it was, it was what it was, mate. Three points. Um, it wasn't exactly a, a f- unbelievable Hibs performance, but they were very much in control of the game. Uh, so they were yeah. um, not the ball around well. The possession well, but yeah, I think the game did go back and forth a bit more than yeah, you know, exactly. There was plenty of shots at both ends, definitely. Yeah, it was like Hibs very much in control of the game, mate, and it was three points, that's what it was. But Motherwell, we were speaking about this earlier on in, in the pod, like, oh, me and JJ last week. Louis Moult, like, they're missing that guy. They are. They're missing Louis Moult. Louis Moult was their go to guy. And yeah. seeing the things with Motherwell and Louis Moult, it, like, everyone was saying, are Motherwell one man team? I'm starting to think they are now, mate. I think, I they, I they, I think they were, yeah, they were a one-man team. Yeah, I, I thought that right when they had when he was playing week in week out. Um, you know, it's a shame for Motherwell, I suppose. Um, we're not in a terrible position, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're sitting sixth now. Come on, have two games in hand. So so the St. Johnson. So I mean, six for the potential to move to move right down to you know 8th mm-hmm. but you know it could be in a worse position we'll see what happens with Motherwell but it is a big loss yeah I've got, I, you just need to wait and see what happens mate. but Motherwell just very I don't know I th- they're, 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 there's no way they'll be in the like, yeah, they're on 28 points right Thistle are on 23 there's no way I don't think Motherwell will be in a relegation fight I don't see that I don't foresee nah, that at all no I don't all. think so either. but I think they'll be in be, oh, they're definitely going to stay up. Do I think they'll get top six? No, my money for top six is it's either be between Kamala and St Johnson for me, mate. St Johnson, Kamala, that's what I think. But yeah, um, Hibs, uh, three, uh, they've got the three points against the Well, and that's that's all. Well, that's all we can ask for, you know. Perfect Fussle tomorrow. Yeah, oh, so and a big game for both teams. Oh, a, a wee quick one as well, mate. Uh, Barker, he's been a good signing. For uh, Motherwell, Enos and Motherwell, sorry, Hibs. Oh, yeah. Barker's been a good sign, he has. He's yeah. just. I remember as well, see when uh, Hibs uh, played Rangers back in December and Barker came on, for some reason didn't start. Barker just, oh, he was running as ragged, mate. Um, he is, I would say he's been Hibs' best signing this season, by yeah. far. He's yeah. been outstanding. He's a good player. Yeah, he's been outstanding. He's impressive to watch. He's uh, somebody you enjoy watching. Oh, yeah, he's, he's really good in the ball, he's a fantastic dribbler. He's. I like him, I do, he's a good player. Aye, so we'll speak about uh, Hearts and Motherwell um, at the, re- uh, the weekend there. Um, Hearts drew one each uh, with Motherwell, and I feel as though, mate, I feel as though Hearts should have won that. Motherwell were lucky to, I mean, that's as late as late goals get, mm-hmm. 96 minute. So lucky, lucky point for Motherwell. Yeah, um, exactly, mate. Like, Hearts, Hearts controlled the game, mm-hmm. they were at home. You know, aye, Hearts definitely a better team. Yeah. I don't think anybody would deny that. Mate, Hearts had... Controlled the possession well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a, 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 it was a lucky, like, well, lucky late goal. I mean, it wasn't coming, the Motherwell goal. Mm, yeah. It wasn't as if Hearts were hanging on in the last six minutes, I don't think.
unlucky for Hearts. Yeah, for sure, mate. Because um, when you look at Hearts, man, uh, they were v- they had a number of chances throughout the game, mate, and then scored at the eighth minute, and then oh, looks like they're going to get the three points. Then boom, <laughs> as you said, as late as late goals get, mate, they well managed to get a point from Tynecastle, and as we all know, mate, going to, going to Tynecastle is very difficult. It's not a easy place to go, and leaving them a point is it's not the worst thing, especially a team like Motherwell. It's not the worst thing. And yeah, um, Hearts. I think they'll, obviously they'll be annoyed at that. I, I, I would feel as though they would they would treat that as like a defeat in a sense because yeah. they were, I felt as though they were in control of the game. And then I don't think Craig Levin would have been you happy at all. No, I don't think he was. Um, actually, oh, and also as well, mate. Do you think Hearts should have had two penalties? I think, I think on it. I think Levin was. I don't know. What do you think? I would say they should have had one penalty, but not two. I was going to say one, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would not say... But you see Willie Collum, though, he's... I don't know what it is about him, mate. Like, he seems to be, like, the most hated referee in Scottish football. So he is. Yeah, well, I think there's always a reason for that, though. I don't think he's people made... just start hating referees for no reason. Exactly, mate. It's Willie Collum. It's something that's a... built up over time. Exactly. Willie Collum's a very poor referee, so he is, man. Like, yeah. when you look at some of the decisions he's made for... Over the past, like ever since he became a referee in the past like eight years, they've been abysmal, and the standard refereeing is very poor in Scotland. And see if Willie Collum is seen as our best referee. <laughs> We're in trouble, mate. We're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like serious trouble. It does not set a high standard, does it? No, none. Not I mean, as long. long as I've been a football fan, the referee in Scotland has been pretty abysmal. Yeah, you know exactly, exactly. Alright, so we'll speak about uh, St Johnston and Parthic Thistle uh, from last weekend. And uh, apologies for this, guys. I know some of these games are quite they're, like, they're a bit old now, about six, seven days old. Um, but it's just, there's been a lot of games and uh, I've been busy, so so I have. And it's just we thought, oh, just do it. I mean, this this is, will not be the usual format, but I felt as though I had to get something out there. So that's what it is, mate. So let's uh, speak about uh, St Johnston and Parthic Thistle. Parthic Thistle beat... St. Johnson 3-1, mate. Very good result, man. Really, really That's a great result for Thistle, mate. I would probably say... Seems to be sort of creeping up and getting, getting a good few goals. I know, mate. And like, see, um, impressive. Sorry. Aye. Very impressive, actually. Aye, and Salmon at, uh, Salmon at uh, Hearts was terrible. And then he went to Kilmarnock. Scott went to Celtic as well. Uh, He's doing all right at Thistle. Exactly. Seems to be doing well. Seems to be doing the job. I'm, I'm impressed with him. Yeah, and St. Johnson, mate... Um, it's very disappointing for St. Johnson to get beat at home. See me, mate. See me compare their standard to last season, or even previous seasons. This is, it's not good at all. They've uh, they've extremely underperformed. They have compared to previous seasons. Yeah. And I said I've been saying it pretty much every week in the podcast. Do you think this will be Tommy Wright's last season? I think it will be. I think well, I suppose there's a there's a plenty of games to go, but. I think the way things are going up with last season, with going off going off St. Johnson Park Thistle, St. Johnson like controlled a lot of the ball, you know, mm-hmm. we had plenty of chances, mm-hmm. but we were not converting them, and they get was conceded three goals mm-hmm. to what is a poor Park Thistle. That's not yeah, exactly. So, like that's what set, for St. Thistle's setting bottom right. They've not been great this season at, at all. But 
they, that like losing because seeing three goals at home to Party Thistle, no disrespect to the, uh, the Party Thistle fans listening, that is not good enough. That's that is bad, and it just Tommy Knight just looks exasperated. He just looks, I don't know, he just but just judging by his body language, he just it looks like he doesn't want to be there anymore. He's like he's done all he can. He's Tootsie Johnson. He's like he's took them as, as I said far as he, uh, he can. Right, he's done a marvelous yeah. job. St. Johnson have been punching well above their weight, where they've won the Scottish Cup, finished in European places, competed in Europe, actually won a game in Europe away from what I, th- I think they beat Rosenberg, probably the uh, the best result in the history in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's it's not it's not great for them at the moment, and see if he, Tommy Wright was to go, who do you think would uh, replace him? It's hard to say, mate. It is. It's a bit. It's hard to say. Um, it, we just need to wait and see. But there's lots of up and coming managers. It, 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 oh, sorry, mate. What happened? My phone's broke, mate. No worries, mate. No worries. But yeah, there's a lot of up and coming managers such as Jack Ross, various other guys that would want to take on that job. So uh-huh. yeah, it's they've not got a lot of money, but we just need to wait and see uh, what will happen with St Johnson. But right now they're not in a the best of places but see if they get top six if they get top six then that'll be it I think that'll be the perfect way for Tommy Knight to end his uh, tenure yeah. at St Johnson because right now the pi- yeah. I think that's very unlikely what I mean if I don't if mm-hmm. I don't pick up or form mm-hmm. I, I don't see him finishing in the top six do you think they're, uh, I think they're missing Michael Halloran as well mate that was a big blow for them Michael Halloran leaving them yeah 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 I suppose so but mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I don't know if finishing the top six is unrealistic per se, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Yeah, like as I was just saying, I think we we're saying earlier on, mate. About St. St. Johnson had a ton of the ball, but just not doing enough with it. They're not being productive with it enough. And the final third, yeah. they're just it, they're extremely lacking in that final third. So there, and I don't know what it is, but ever since they got rid of St- uh, Stevie May, they've been I don't know. They've just been. They've not been the same in the final third. They've not been as productive. But we just need to wait and see what will happen uh, with St. Johnson. Right, so let's speak about Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> this is a very intriguing game, to say the least, mate. Um, stop, 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 stop. So, Ben, we all right, mate? We all right? Here we go. We all ready, yeah, man? Go. Just had to stop there. The big man thought he was going to sneeze. But we're all good now. We're all good. So let's get cracking. So a very interesting game this one, mate. Dundee beat Hamilton two one, and mate David Templeton first red card of his career. So yeah, it must be disappointing for him. Obviously, first first red card of his career, but um, I think he's a he's a good impact to Hamilton. It uh, is. Yeah, he has been. He's up until um, he's you know the Dundee game, but. Yeah, he's done well yeah, so far, mate. Yeah, it's been disappointing. First, yeah. first shed. Aye, mate, he's done well. I, I so far, man. But it was, it was, it was what it like. It, it, when he was on the yellow, he should have known better. They were both. It, it was a right decision from the referee. They were both yellow cards. There was no yeah. need for him to do that. And it was very intriguing what Martin Cannon said after the game. He said he blames Templeton for the defeat because at that point in the game. Uh, at that point in the game, mate, Hamilton, Hamilton were actually winning. So they were. Hamilton were winning. And, yeah, Hamilton were winning, right? 
Yeah, Hamilton on winning, right? And then three minutes after that red card, Dundee scored. Then late on, right? Eight minutes after added on, mate. Eight minutes. And Dundee get the three points. What do you think? Do you think it was a wee bit harsher? Cannon blaming Templeton? But me personally, I don't think it is, mate. I don't think it is because the Hamilton team totally crumbled after that. No, I don't think it is either. Um, I don't think... Yeah, Hamilton played particularly bad up until that point, to be honest with you. The red card changed the game, mate. For a small amount of the, I didn't watch the entirety of the highlights, never made the full game, but I thought Hamilton looked pretty positive up until well, in fact, the odd minute. In fact, oh, I don't know, mate. Um, it, it was, I don't know, honestly, I, think I, need to, like, I know I just said that I was thinking, well, maybe Hamilton... Sure, I thought Hamilton were kind of in control. I, I don't know why I said that actually. I would need to uh, take that back. I would say Hamilton were quite fortunate to still be in the lead at that point because it looked like Dundee were in control much of the game. I didn't see the full game, so I'm only going by the highlights, etc. Yeah. But from my recollection from watching the highlights, Dundee were much in control of the game. And from what I got written down here in my notes, Hamilton didn't even have a shot on target, mate, and their goal was an own goal. Yeah, so, I know, I've seen that as well. Yeah, so Dundee were pretty I mean, much a, in control. Yeah. And yeah. it's a I great three points. Probably a, a, a poor performance, you know, for Hamilton and Dundee. I just thought Hamilton, maybe the stats didn't reflect, you know, how we were, on, how we were playing on the ball up to the red card. But, you know, it's a tricky one, I suppose, like 2 1, an OG, a red card. Mm. It's a poor game, like no matter what way you spin it, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a, a classic for the for the purists. Sure but Dundee will be happy with a, a wave, a wave, and a wave W anyway. I know because see, honestly, mate, see like that plastic pitch. It is very difficult to play a good standard of football on it, and going to Aki Stadium um, and getting three points. Doesn't doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you do it. It's just all about getting those three points against. Yeah. It's it just playing the plastic pitch. It is murder. Me and you have played on them before. They, they are yeah, horrible to play on. Terrible. Especially if, if you're not used to it, it's, it's another big factor. Yeah, exactly, bro. It is not great at all, man. Whatsoever. But three points for Dundee and they're, they're kind of they're, they're climbing up that table just a bit, mate. Um, they're not going to be. Challenge for top six, I don't think, but they, I think, I think they might just survive, uh, and they survive relegation. I think, if I'm being honest. Yeah, probably. I mean, they're sitting ninth, so I mean, eighth, ninth, tenth. Mm. Uh, that's where I see them finishing. Right, exactly. Right, so um, I think that is pretty much us, mate. Um, I think we've uh, pretty much covered all the games. Um, and so are you ready for oh, I think uh, JJ's going to be going nuts if I don't bring this up um, Aberdeen new stadium they're going to be getting a new stadium and uh, a new training ground but in fact they've never had a training ground before but they're going to get they're going to be getting a training ground made I think that's um, positive news for Aberdeen fans and out the, the I think club. it's positive news for Scottish football mm-hmm. uh, very positive actually I mean there's obviously money that have been invested so mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good news. Great news for them, mate, sure honestly. Fans will be happy. Oh, yeah, they'll be over Hopefully the moon. Hopefully they'll fill the stadium, you know. I know, they've got, they've got a tendency of not really doing that. They only ever do that when they're playing Rangers. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, that's uh, positive news for uh, Aberdeen. It's been a long time coming. 
get a new stadium built. And uh, yeah, there'll be Aberdeen fans will be chuffed for that. So let's get on to predictions for this weekend's fixtures. Um, so kick off the uh, kick off with um, Aberdeen. Well, it's all three o'clock kickoffs tomorrow. Uh, I think yes, it is. So Aberdeen versus Hamilton Ackies. How do you see that one going? Aberdeen uh, should be a, a routine three points for Aberdeen. Score prediction? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, we'll say two and Aberdeen. I think Stevie May. Might step up, get a goal. Stevie made and Adam Rooney. Um, I'm going to say it will be considering how poor Aki's were last week. I think Aberdeen, uh, two games on the, they won two games on the bounce, doing all right. Um, I think they will continue their run of form, but I need to say this: Aberdeen struggle against Aki's, so they do, they struggle against Aki's. So it'll be intriguing to see how that one will go because Aki's have always been uh, Aberdeen's uh, bogey team. So I'm yeah. going to say Aberdeen will win at Petodre. I think it'll be 2-1. 2-1 Aberdeen. And uh, Dundee versus Ross County. Ross County free fall at the minute. Dundee kind of uh, won the last game. So how do you see that going? That's a tough one. I'll, I'll, I'll say draw. I'm going to say draw. No, no draw. Boring game. I'm going to say okay. it'll be a 1-0 Dundee win. Um, Hearts and Johnson. Hearts. I'm going to go for a a Hearts 2-0. Hearts will win 2-0. Um, and, no, sorry, Kamara uh, and Celtic is a half time, uh, the half-12 kick-off on Saturday. So, Kelly v Celtic? Celtic victory, of course. Brendan uh, Rodgers' team selection seems to be different every week. So, no prediction on the goal scorer, but I'm going to say... 2-0 Celtic 2-0 Celtic and yeah I'm going to say Celtic will win 3-1 3-1 uh, Celtic and uh, Motherwell Thistle Motherwell Thistle last time these teams uh, met Thistle beat them uh, Thistle beat Motherwell 3-2 for him that's interesting yeah, a good number of goals Celtic will win 3-1 Celtic will win 3-1 Celtic will yeah, a draw. Uh, one each. I'm going to say one each as well, mate. And the game of the weekend, which will be next week's main event, Rangers v the Highbies. Well, I think Rangers are in, you know, good, good form. Uh, we're confident with our new signings. Hibs seem to turn up for the big games, but I think it's a Rangers win. I think 3-1 to Rangers. I'm going to say Rangers will win... 3-0 and I predict Jason Cummings will score and you know what Jason Cummings is going to do when he scores mate you know what he's going to do he's going to run up to the Hibs fans and celebrate because he's that kind of guy <laughs> he yeah, is probably. so I think Cummings will score and I'll be raving about him next week mate and then uh, if you're on mate if uh, and, and if JJ's on you too will be sitting there like oh Scott going to shut up man <laughs> uh, but, hey, I've got my prediction written and then we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be intriguing, mate. I'm looking forward to it, man. Because, uh, oh, I should, I should mention this before we head off. See, in that Rangers Aberdeen game uh, last week, I said it'd be 2 0. I'm not trying to toot my own horn again, mate, but I did, <laughs> and it finished 2 0. So, you know, on fire with the predictions this season, mate. I'm doing quite well, and I predicted on Coyle's demise. And uh, I am doing alright, doing alright. Round of applause, Scott. Round of applause. Thank you, mate. I deserve that. I deserve that, mate. So, yeah. Uh, so, Ben, what do you make of your debut on the Scots score? I enjoyed that. It was, uh, it was fun. 
So us, hopefully back. Aye, hopefully uh, you'll be back on, mate. It's been a good episode so far. I know I've got a tendency of uh, talking a bit too much and people kind of struggle to get a word in, but just uh, just talk over me and then that will... Sure, sure. Aye, that's it, mate. That's it, mate. I call the shots. <laughs> so, but aye, at Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, have a good nice. night tonight, mate. Have a good weekend. Okay. And I'll speak to you on next week, mate, when we record the podcast. Uh, good stuff mate so uh, take care and so everyone uh, take care have a good weekend and we will see you soon